Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Niu Honglin, sitting in for He Yang. In a world where raising a child has transformed from a shared responsibility to a meticulous, sometimes high-tech endeavor, the maternal and infant industry stands as a testament to this paradigm shift. From the quest for the perfect diaper to the intricacies of high-end baby formula, join us as we decode the driving forces behind this parenting revolution. And imagine stepping into a bakery where the air is thick with aroma of warm bread, and shelves boast everything from your favorite childhood donuts to a decadent chocolate-coated croissant. Are you witnessing the golden age of baked goods, or finding ourselves in a doughy conundrum? Join us as we explore the whimsical world of bakery prices and decipher if these treats are becoming a splurge for your wallet or a daily delight. Also, Roundtable's heart-to-heart -heart segment. You can share your views about Roundtable and the issues we discuss. Just send us an email at easyfmroundtable@foxmail.com. For today's discussion, I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Now grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the conversation. From specialized skin care for delicate baby skin to the intricacies of automated milk shakers. What are some subtle nuances that make these products indispensable for new age parents? It's not just about raising a child; it's about cultivating a tiny human in the most efficient, informed, and sometimes unconventional way. Are parents and parent-to-be's becoming more demanding and sophisticated consumers, or is the maternal and infant industry evolving on its own? So, first of all, I was wondering, how has the maternal and infant industry? Or market performed in recent years, both in China and the UK. So, Li Yi, would you fill us in with the information in China? Sure, I would say that the market here in China has been really growing at a really fast speed, especially in recent years.、Uh, for example, if we look at a report from Gosun Securities in 2020, the growth rate of China's overall maternal and infant care market was nearly 17 percent, and in 2021. The market still kept the same growth rate, indicating that market is really having stable sales performance. And then, if you look at the scale of the market in 2021, China's maternal and infant care market was valued at 32 billion yuan. That's about. 4.6 billion U.S. dollars, and it is also expected to reach over 50 billion yuan in 2025. That's data from a Shanghai-based consulting company. So I would say, generally speaking, parents today here in China they're much more willing to invest huge for their kids, especially young parents. I mean, they has become the major customers in maternal and infant business here in China, compared with like elderly generations who tend to say raise. Or rear the baby or infant on their own. I think young parents they just give everything they have to their babies and like prevent like all-round care, and so that's why they're very willing to spend in maternal and infant products, which somehow 
drives the huge demand from the market here in China. That is very interesting because we see the market is growing definitely. Yeah. But there are also some other trends. For example, it's getting relatively more high end. Sure. It's getting, let's say we see different products are having more and more specific and focused target audiences. And also you see parents are being a little bit overwhelmed here in China because there are just simply too many new products being launched every day and you feel like you're outdated in a blink of an eye and your kid is not using the most up-to-date product already. <laughs> that is all very overwhelming. How's the situation in the UK? Are parents as anxious as the parents here in China? Um, it seems to be so. Uh, I think that there is probably similar levels of anxiety. And definitely over the last few decades, there's been massive changes in the UK. Um, one really interesting thing that I found reading up for this show is that there's been a massive increased demand for organic and sustainable food produce, which is actually the same in the food market in general. It's not just in this specific industry we're talking about, but definitely growing environmental consciousness has led to a, a big surge in demand for more sustainable products. Um, according to the Soil Association's Organic Market Report in 2021, the UK's organic baby food market saw a significant rise with sales increasing 10% year on year. Um, also, something which I'm sure we're going to get into today, a lot of technological advancements in baby care in the UK as well, um, especially things around enhanced child safety um, and to aid parenting, baby monitors, things like this, um, monitoring the baby's heart rate and oxygen levels, things like this. Um, yeah, and also, of course, e-commerce and online shopping, something that we've discussed on this show quite a lot. This has um, transformed the way consumers shop for maternal and infant products in the UK. And I think probably in China, it's no different. Mm, actually, we see that... Um I think back when I was a kid, when it comes to baby product or infant products, it's mainly just baby formula and diaper. Yeah. That's about it. That's the two categories you get to see in a market. And wow. it seems that it's already enough. But nowadays, basically, we're breaking the market into really small, specific groups based on key characteristics. And we see totally different kinds of stuff. You see baby skincare product before having a baby. Baby, I didn't understand. Baby's skin is supposed to be the best skin in the world. They do not need skincare <laughs> product. But apparently they do because they experience this change of environment when they actually come to the world out of mommy's loving, great, warm belly and into this sometimes too cold, sometimes too dry kind of environment. So they do need baby skincare product and also baby food, baby toy, and also the bed that your baby is going to sleep in and the little stroller you use and actually there are different types of strollers so how do different segments within the industry such as all these things that we have already mentioned um reflect the evolving priorities of new age parents or let's say what are some emerging categories of these types of products that 
have opened your eyes during your research period. <laughs> I think you mentioned a baby skincare product, right? Yeah. And I think that really blows my mind when I try to do some research <laughs>、right? on this subject because you know, just based on my own memory, you know, based on my observation about how my mom raised me like twenty or thirty years ago, <laughs>、um, I think we only need like baby cream. That's it. But now I, I just、uh, found out there is like something called diaper cream. Yes. So yeah, based on that. Name, you can just tell which part of the body this product is targeting. That's the butt of the baby, and according to some detailed information, you just need this kind of diaper cream to protect the baby's delicate skin from the. Hurt of diapers because they might just、uh, get hurt. So that's why you need such diaper cream, which sounds really confusing to me. To let be me, honest, let me broaden your horizon.、Sure. Actually, there are two types of butt cream. <laughs>、oh, really? Yes. One is for the skin. One is for the private part. Because after. Exactly. Serious. I am serious because previously, when we were kids, our diapers are not actually diapers; they are fabric.、Oh, um, they are relatively yes. yes, they are relatively more. Well, it's it's harder for parents to change the diaper, clean the diaper, and everything. But it's actually more friendly to the baby's skin as、mm. well as their private parts. And nowadays, you need to protect all all that from their own. Feces and stuff, which see two types of cream for baby's butt. But my question is, how is that diaper cream for the skin different from other types of waterproof?、Like、That's my guess. <laughs> I didn't do、okay. as delicate research as that. You、But、see, I think these products—they are trying to, you know, let parents believe that they are trying to promote a sort of scientific way of raising kids. But in my eyes, it only makes the whole. Child raising thing more complicated because you need so much different types of products and so much more diversified products. And also, you mentioned like milk formula, right? And based on my understanding, there has been something called automatic formula milk maker. Oh yeah, it just helps mom or dads to you know make and dispense milk <laughs> in a more scientific and more efficient way, which also blows my mind. <laughs> The thing is, with that kind of product, you get to set the temperature of the water, and also for some high-end one that I have never used, you can actually put the milk bottle into that machine, and the machine will shake the bottle for you.、Oh. And the point is to have the baby formula dissolve in the water better, and there are no foam. Well, if you're drinking coffee, you think foam is good, but for kids, it's not good. So prevent foam from forming and help the formula better. Let's say mixed with the water. That's the idea. So, Josh, what is the one product that you want to name that during your research that you totally don't understand? <laughs> I mean, it's not so.、Uh, to be honest, it's not so much that I found anything that I really don't understand. Um, I mean, there are some interesting things that I found that seem pointless to me or a bit too much. Such as, I found that there's a lot of virtual reality or augmented augmented reality VR AR applications、um, that are finding their way into this market、um, to create sort of more immersive experiences for not just for the child but for pregnant women. So even enabling them to visualize their baby's development and. Explore various different birth scenarios and even manage pain through labor. Apparently, there's a lot of research going 
into this um, and AR applications, um, augmented reality, helping to assist with breastfeeding. So providing visual guidance while you're doing that. I I mean, all of these things I I understand. I wouldn't say I don't understand them. I guess something that um, I find quite amazing is that just the massive variety of products that do similar things and how competitive this market is, which I guess probably is testament to how profitable this market is and how much parents are willing to spend on this part of their life, which makes a lot of sense because it is arguably one of the, if not the most important time periods for for any um, parent and child, I guess. If you can compare those times, I mean, it's definitely one of the most difficult, right? So I understand that, but most of the products that I've been looking at, um, they're not particularly strange. I think... um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you guys can tell me about some, but yeah, AR, VR stuff, AI parenting assistance. I guess that's kind of strange, but again, it doesn't really shock me, uh, you know? Yeah, because uh, originally I was doing research about this AR baby monitoring thing, and I thought it's something that's not that necessary because it can monitor the baby for sure. But whenever the baby is turned over a little bit or there are um, beddings or clothing covering the baby's face, it will give you alarm. And also if the baby is puking milk a little bit, it'll give you an alarm. I thought it was not that necessary. But then I realized a lot of people would have to raise their baby by their own. So they need to leave the baby on the bed or in um, a certain area, and then they need to do their own business. In that sense, it is actually quite useful for these group of parents. And also one very moving story I read about these stuff is that they're is this mom who's suffering from hearing disability Mm. or hearing challenges. And for her, it can actually be very useful because they also provide this vibrating function to alert her so that she would know what's happening with her kid. If the kid is crying, she would not be able to listen. But with that smart monitoring thing, she would be able to better take care of her kids. So I think for me, the thing is, mm, yes, there are a lot of different products and some of them sound a little bit bizarre or unnecessary for us. But every kid is different and every kid needs different products to take care of them. For example, the um, butt cream, we talked about the (laughs) diaper cream. The diaper cream might be not seem that useful for certain kids, but for some other kids, including my kid, if you do not put on the diaper cream, they would definitely surprise you or educate you with some rush on their skin, which could be a problem that you need to take care of for several weeks. So with all these different products emerging in the market, I think the upside is definitely that we are able to find the product we actually need for our kid. We do not have to buy everything for the kid, but it's nice to know that you have the option to actually find the thing that you need. I think that sounds quite amazing, especially for younger parents nowadays to have so many different options when it comes to infant care products, because it's sort of like empower more people to get more involved in the whole process and they can just raise their kids in a more scientific way. And in most cases, in modern times, in a more convenient way. I think that can be really helpful for a lot of parents out there and also I think what you mentioned also sort of reflect a changing mindset about what is parenting because for 
elderly generations, maybe for them, parenting is mostly about like feeding the baby and making sure they're safe. But now I think young parents they pay more attention to the mental well-being of that kid. They also want to. Make sure the child has the best early childhood development, and that's why they are adopting so many different toys, educational toys. And、uh, yeah, I think to some extent, maybe a like a more diversified lineup of products can be really helpful in that sense. Well, then I want to ask both of you: What factors have contributed to the re-evaluation of consumer trends in the maternal and infant industry over the past years? Do you think it's the parents who are actually having the needs, or the let's say、uh, industry is just trying to sell more expensive products? I think probably the latter. I think that. Parents' needs and mothers' needs,、um, because I guess most of the products that we're talking about here, are,、um, or a lot of them actually that I've been looking up, are more applicable to to the mother. Actually,、um, I think that those needs haven't particularly changed,、um, but I think that it's more the market. I, I think one big factor that we should talk about is social media, and I think that e-commerce. Sort of comes hand in hand with this this digitalization of the industry. But I mean, if we just look at social media as one example, I think that it's had a significant impact on purchasing behavior in every industry, but also in the maternal and infant industry. For example, product discovery and recommendations. I think that Instagram、um, and YouTube, Facebook, things like this in my own country have definitely served as sort of communication hubs for influencers to showcase. Not only sort of educational videos about maybe how to go through these quite difficult processes as a new mother, for example, but also have product placements throughout these videos and things like this.、Um, and also, I think that consumers are definitely influenced by these recommendations because they can see real life usage and get insights into the effectiveness of those products. And I think that another thing, of course, that's affected the industry, the purchasing industry. Uh, the world over is、um, user-generated reviews, right? Reviews of products.、Um, before this wasn't really a thing, but I think that when it comes to something as serious or something as concerning as the right product to use for your baby, I think that people are going to take extra care, maybe more care than they would with something else, right? And so these kind of、um, reviews and、um, user comments and things like this, like for example on Amazon or On Taobao or whatever you're buying it from, are really important, and I think this also makes the market much more competitive,、um, and results in a lot more products. And also, I think it might. Be depending on what types of products we are talking about. I mean, for some, say essential products、uh, like baby care products, maybe it is because of the increasing demand, more diversified demand coming from the parent side. For example, you mentioned formula, right? I think now we have definitely have more diversified options out there. Maybe some kids they can have a very huge or serious、uh, allergy, and or they can have very weak digestion function. So I think maybe. That's where parents want different formula products offered to them, and also like skincare product. I think like years ago or even decades ago, we don't really pay so much attention to allergy or sensitive skin.、Uh, I think we only have、uh, like a few skincare products, but now you see so many different options out there for different types of skins of babies. So I think for parents, maybe they need a more diversified options when it comes to very useful products. But then. 
I agree with Josh that brands and companies, they notice that they can create more demands for parents and parents are more than willing to pay for them because Obviously, I think the situation here in China is that there has been an increase of disposable income. And also when it comes to each family, the budget in childcare also increases because thinking about like maybe a core family only have one or two children. So that's just the meaning that so many wallets are supporting this <laughs> one kid at the same time, like two from the parents and four from the grandparents. So like they are like more financially able to buy those expensive and uh, uh, whether you call it useful or not uh, products f- to provide the best quality products to their kids. Yeah, I am going to share some information about myself. I've recently become a mom, and I'm going to defend my shopaholic behaviors by saying that I think it's genuine needs from the parents. I think parents are becoming more sophisticated consumers in the Chinese market for infant and maternal goods. Because previously, without these stuff, we do not know we need them. For example, when you become a mom, when you started to go through pregnancy, you know you should not be using a skincare product or cosmetic product. You should not be, let's say, putting on beautiful yet heavy makeup. But now you can do that because with all these new product, new cosmetic product designed for pregnant ladies, you know that these products are perfectly fine for your baby. So as long as you want that option, you can have that option. It's kind of like smartphones. Before the inventing of smartphones, we do not know we need smartphones. But now it's kind of like an extended organ of us. There's no way that you can live a month or a year without your smartphone. You have to work, you have to communicate with your friends. And that is what we call supply-side reform. And I think that is what's happening in the Chinese market when it comes to maternal and infant products. The supply side is fastly and profoundly changing and evolving and creating all these different products that parents didn't use to know that they need them. So that's my argument. I think maybe it's because I've been spending too much on my kid and I need to defend myself (laughs) or justify justify (laughs) my behavior as a new parent. Or maybe it is also, well, a certain percentage of truth to the new consuming group of people here in China. But there is certainly one thing that we need to talk about on today's show that is with the industry moving towards this high-end products, this high-end trend, how can it ensure the inclusivity and address the needs of relatively lower-income families? Well, I think that's a really good question because we have to bear in mind that not every family can really afford increasingly expensive maternal and uh, infant care products. So that's why I think it's really important to have a more diversified product lines from manufacturers and companies when they're trying to upgrade almost all of their products, you know, trying to lure more customers to especially to lure younger generations of parents. I think it's also essential to provide more affordable options. Maybe they can just uh, create a range of products at different price points, ensuring that there are really choices more accessible to families with maybe limited budgets. And also sometimes 
I'm not really sure. Like other products、uh, emerging in the market, I think they're increasingly overpackaged. I'm not really sure if if that's true for this sector. I think if it is, then maybe companies can consider like reducing their cost of packaging and then also help to control the price of those products, which can also be helpful to make sure that more families can be more accessible to these products. And in the meantime, actually, the secondhand market here in China is also booming. As um, again, a new mom, I have definitely. Bought some of the secondhand stuff, the stroller, and also the baby cup, the little bed, baby use, as well as certain toys. You can definitely shop in the secondhand market. They are. Perfectly fine because babies grow so fast, and you can only use them for a certain period of time. So shopping in the secondhand market is also the choice for many young parents here in China. And I think today I am very glad that we get to talk about this topic that I can contribute a little <laughs> bit as a new mom. And the thing is, this new group of consumers here in China are looking for better products or the kind of products that are right for their kids. And I'm very glad to. See, there is the market there, and more happy to see the market being very competitive because a competitive market is definitely a good market for the consumers. <laughs> 